Money Matters Wealthy Thinking with Alfred Edmund Jr. Welcome to Money Matters Wealthy Thinking. I'm your host, Alfred Edmund Jr. Most of the time when you're being given advice from money experts and financial coaches, you're being told what to do with your finances. That's often even true here on this podcast. However, it's just as important to be clear on what not to do with your money. On this edition of Money Matters Wealthy Thinking, I'll share some of the things we often do with our money that we need to stop doing, as in right now. Also, I've been inviting you to submit questions you'd like me to answer on the podcast, and you've been giving me some great ones. Today's question comes from a couple who are engaged to be married and want advice about how to set up their finances as husband and wife. Listen up, you may not have asked this question, but you definitely need to hear my answer. If not for yourself, then likely for someone you know who is about to jump the broom. But first, it's good to seek advice on what to do with your money. A lack of financial literacy is a major reason we miss out on opportunities to gain financial security and build wealth for ourselves and future generations. It's why shows like Money Matters Wealthy Thinking exist. However, What can be more important is understanding the things we do with our money that we should not be doing. We need to unlearn bad habits, not just know the right financial moves to make. If you're doing the following things, my advice is simple. Stop. Stop going to events where you know that getting you to spend money is the primary activity. That means not treating weekend trips to the mall as a form of recreation. It also means avoiding so-called parties designed to get you to buy cosmetics, lingerie, art, food, or other items. The exception to this rule, you have built this expense into your monthly spending plan, also known as a budget. If that's the case, only spend what you budgeted for and not a penny more. Of course, if you don't plan to spend, you should politely decline to attend so you won't be tempted to spend money you haven't budgeted to spend. Next. Stop falling for the free shipping gimmick. When it comes to things we do with our money that we shouldn't, this is one of my major pet peeves. You know what I'm talking about. To avoid paying $12 in shipping fees, you order a second or third item you hadn't planned to buy, costing you $35. You didn't save $12, you spent an extra $23. Even worse, you apply for a credit card you don't need in order to get free shipping or some other perk that will be of far less value than the interest charges you'll incur if you ever use the card or the annual fee you could be charged if you don't use the card. As a rule, watch out for any offer of a so-called free good or service that requires you to purchase another good or service to get it. When it comes to selling you something, there's no such thing as free, no matter what they tell you. That includes shipping and zero interest credit card balance transfers. Convenience nearly always costs more than it's worth, so pay attention and be clear on the price up front before you buy. Next, stop holding on to debt if you actually have the savings to pay it off. Yes, your goal should be to maintain an emergency fund of at least six months of your annual income at all times. However, if you have a savings account earning 2% interest, carrying a credit card balance with a double-digit interest rate just doesn't make sense. Taking some of your savings to get rid of the debt, which will also get rid of those interest payments, will give you more money to build your savings back up. Never carry more debt than you have to, especially if you have cash on hand to pay it off. Next, 
Stop being tricked into spending more to quote unquote save. Sometimes it's that buy one, get one free offer. Other times it's shopping in bulk to supposedly get more for your money. If you're buying stuff that's not in your budget or you don't truly need, you're not saving money. Don't spend money just to get the experience of a thrill of a so-called deal. Most retail outlets use buy one, get one free and similar gimmicks to move items that aren't selling well just to make room for other things they want to sell. And if you're single or a couple with no kids, buying in bulk, especially perishable items, just doesn't make financial sense in most cases. Stop putting off saving for your retirement. With few exceptions, you need to fund your retirement lifestyle now, not later. And you shouldn't be waiting on the government or someone else to do it for you. Max out on your 401k or other retirement savings plan if you have access to one. Contribute to an individual retirement account and consider other options. The sooner you start saving, the less money it'll take and the more time it will have to grow since you'll have what you need when the time comes. On the other hand, it's never too late to start, especially if you're age 50 or older, when you can take advantage of catch-up provisions, allowing you to contribute even more each year. And finally, stop acting as if you'll learn about money by osmosis. Just like with most crimes, pleading ignorance about money is no defense against the consequences, including stress, debt, and bankruptcy of being illiterate when it comes to finances. There are just too many books, websites, podcasts, apps, and other resources that you can use to educate yourself about money and avoid doing dumb things with it. If you really want to improve your financial health, you must add financial education to your diet. Now, I understand that I may be preaching to the converted on this last point. After all, you are taking the time to listen to this podcast, right? Well, that's just great, but you can always do more. Never stop educating yourself about business, money management, and investing. Wealth creation must be intentional. It does not happen by accident. You're listening to Money Matters Wealthy Thinking. I'm Alfred Edmund Jr. We'll be back in a moment. Support for Money Matters Wealthy Thinking and the following message come from State Farm, who knows that many Americans struggle with their finances and most have never been taught how to manage them. Starting today, State Farm wants to change that by giving people the tools, help, and education they need to take control of their money, putting financial well-being within the reach of everyone. Now you can find out more at letstarttoday.com. State Farm, here to help life go right. Welcome back to Money Matters Wealthy Thinking. I'm Alfred Edmund Jr. Each week, I've been inviting you to submit questions you'd like me to answer on the podcast. I recently received a question from Sabrina Jelks and Randall Lewis, a couple in San Antonio, Texas, who are engaged to be married. Their question, how should we set up our bank accounts as a married couple? Should all of our accounts be joint accounts? Should each of us maintain separate accounts? Or should it be some combination of these? Sabrina, Randall, there is no one-size-fits-all answer to your question. Generally speaking, it's a good model to have a joint account for primary expenses of the household, such as mortgage, food, utilities, and then a second joint account for financial emergencies only. At least 70 to 80% of all income, 
whether one or both of you work, will go into the first account, and at least 10% should go into the second. Once those primary expenses are covered, it's okay for each of you to have separate accounts to spend as you wish, up to a limit agreed upon by both. Again, this is just one way to go, but not the only way to go. What's far more important than how you choose to set up your accounts is establishing a foundation of trust and honesty as a couple and then managing your money as a team of equals with each partner accountable to the other and committed to the financial health of your union. Be honest about your current financial situation. If the courtship phase has painted a financially unrealistic picture, now's the time to be honest about what your long-term lifestyle will really look like as a married couple. So for example, if you've been dining out several times a week when you were dating, now is the time to face the fact that your budget can only accommodate fancy date nights once a month. Don't hide income, expenses, or debt. Both of you should share all financial documents, including recent credit reports, pay stubs, bank statements, insurance policies, etc. And if you're not ready for this kind of transparency, you're not really ready to be married. Don't point the finger of blame. That's a real conversation stopper. You're bringing your issues out into the open not to belittle or have ammunition to use against each other, but so you can work together as partners to solve them. And finally, decide who will be responsible for actually paying monthly bills. However, whether either of you or both of you manage this process, both of you must always be engaged, informed, and in agreement on how the budget is to be managed. No matter how you set up your bank accounts, both of you need to be aware of every one of them, their balances, and the purpose of each. Remember, marriage is a legal and financial partnership as well as an emotional and spiritual union. If you don't honor that partnership with honesty, transparency, and trust, it will very likely fail in your marriage along with it. Thanks for the question, Sabrina and Randall. You may have sparked an important and necessary conversation for couples like you who are planning to be married or already are married but never had the money talk. As I often say, better to talk about money now than to fight over it, including in divorce court, later. My hope, Sabrina and Randall, is that you have an emotionally healthy and financially fruitful union. If you have questions you'd like Alfred to answer, send an email to alfrededmondjr at gmail.com and he'll answer them on future editions of this podcast. That's alfrededmondjr at gmail.com or you can follow and direct message him on Instagram or Twitter at alfrededmondjr. And be sure to get Alfred's latest free ebook. Buy love, get trouble, sell love, get screwed. How decisions in pursuit of sex, love, and relationships impact your career, business, and financial success. You'll find it at grownzone.com forward slash buy love, get trouble. And don't forget to subscribe to Money Matters Wealthy Thinking on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or any other podcast directory. And if you like what you hear, leave a five-star review. I'm Alfred Edmund Jr. at AURN.com. Thanks for listening. Come back for more next week. Money Matters Wealthy Thinking, a product of American Urban Radio Networks. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding 
or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.